This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend, everybody. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap. Time to talk sports and sports gambling for a full hour here on the ESPN Chicago app. Encore replay Saturday morning before the hockey show from 8 until 9. Baseball, basketball, hockey, we've got it all, plus some golf for the weekend. But, Mike, we start with, you know, some news that we got earlier today that was tough for all Chicago sports fans. Uh, The news that Steve McMichael, Mongo, uh, is battling ALS, and unfortunately, in the just three months or so that it was officially diagnosed, it's already taking uh, its toll and uh, progressing pretty rapidly. It's just a horrible, horrible thing, and you know we send our thoughts and prayers to Mongo for sure. Because yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, welcome everybody, and uh, we got to start the show out with a guy that, I mean, I brought it up on uh, the Carmen and Yurko show this, uh, this afternoon. Uh, everybody that is in the business seemed to have worked with him. Yeah. I mean, he was a guy that was in demand, a guy that in 1985 was probably one of the most underappreciated Bears, but afterwards he was the most accessible Bears of the Bears. He was a guy that would he worked. He was a regular guy. He was a. I said on Twitter today that he was a man before football. Some guys become men after football. Uh, he was a grinder. Uh, he was consistent at what he did. He never, I mean, people thought it was an act. It was not an act. Uh, the draw, everything else. He was proud of his Texas heritage. Right. We go back 30 years, Steve and I, worked together many times, was a guest many times, and it's just shocking. And that is the one disease. And I think I could just speak for most out mm-hmm. there. We don't want that disease. It's nobody. Awful. It's awful. I mean, and it nobody. Is. I remember John Drury got it. Yeah. And then somebody leaked out a picture, and now Mongo has the video out. I got to be honest; I read the account by Dan Weeder. It was, I, 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 I teared up. I mean, I didn't tear up. I, I basically start just started crying because uh, nowadays, I mean, people uh, hold people close to their hearts. They really do. When you get to be my age, and Steve was one of those guys, so yeah. I know he's listening right now. Hopefully, the radio's on, and. Uh, Hopefully we could give him some entertainment as he continues his fight and uh, and, and 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 tries to get uh, some solace out yeah. out of what's but uh, the thing that's impressing me is he's spirited. He always, no matter what, it's incredible. Well said, Mike. I mean, and like he does, he he's got an amazing spirit. He really does, and uh, he's been part of this family at this radio station oh, for sure. twenty years now. Mm. You know, and we've all, like you said, we all took turns working with him, oh. shows with him being around him, and he's just so gregarious and personable and fun to be around. And he still has spirit, it seems like, uh, through all this, and that's amazing because it is. How the you doing, baby? How, right. you doing, baby? How you doing, hey, Mark, hey, baby? Hey, Mikey. <laughs> hey, hey, monsters. How you doing, baby? How you doing, hey, Mikey, calm. I mean, just one of those guys. He's the best. I'm telling you. Absolutely. So we wish him all the best. Yep. So it's always a tough transition when we have to start with uh, terrible, terrible news like that. Um, Mike and I will do our best here. We do have a lot to cover and a lot mm-hmm. to talk about. The Cubs uh, fresh off a sweep of the Mets. Mike gave out that game earlier today on the show, and the Cubs playing the day game. And this might be the day to go ahead and do it before they get into some of that tough pitching this weekend with Milwaukee. The White Sox are back home tonight, Mike, after a couple of much-needed days off. You know, they just did, yeah, it was a whirlwind. They had the doubleheader. Uh, even though they're seven-inning doubleheaders, they had mm-hmm. the doubleheader on Sunday. Then Giolito couldn't 
uh, get out of the second inning, just one plus innings on Monday. I watched that. Oh, it was that was an ugly one. That was an Oof. ugly game, and you know the excuses. I don't want to hear excuses. It was early or everything else. Nobody's sicker about it than Giolito or anybody else. But the bottom line is, I like where they're at. Uh, when they win, Tony Larusa does a good job. When they lose, why did they hire Larusa? We're hearing from the usual cast of characters. He's the right manager for the job. Uh, I was impressed with what they did in Cleveland. As far as the Cubs are concerned, I said today, and I don't know what happened in this game because we're podcasting right now. We're taping a little bit earlier so we can be up for other picks. Uh, But, uh, you know, all of a sudden the Cubs a week ago uh, were the worst team in baseball history, and now uh, they're favored by 135 against a a pretty good baseball team. That's why I took Milwaukee in the run line and the over. We'll see. Maybe I lost both of them, but I did that as couch change. You could have faded me if you want, Carm. Uh, But the Cubs, if they don't hit home runs, uh, they're going to have a little bit more trouble. But I I said today, as soon as I threatened to hire Ozzy, get somebody to hire Ozzy for the Cubs, uh, they went on a streak. They responded, right? They responded. Well, you know what? I mean, I'm not saying it was me, but my God, you you wondered about Ross. You still wonder about Ross. And I'm not going to back off the fact that if Ozzy Guillen was the manager of this team, I think they'd probably be... Uh, a little bit better, but they seem to have had their head screwed on now. It took them a while to get themselves going. I still worry about Bias. I still worry about Bryant. I still worry about Rizzo, who yesterday, I'm not talking about today, uh, had an 0-4. So you want to get a little more consistency, but I can't complain from where they're at. Yeah, just uh, their offense. I mean, and they busted out one of those games, but by and large, it just seems such a struggle for them to score. Maybe you hit it on the head. It's like a little too dependent on the home run. I don't know, and they don't have that home run pop that they once did, or maybe it's just early in the year and it's cold. I don't know what it is. Well, I took them on the wrong day. Last Friday, I took them. They lose, yeah, and then they explode on Saturday, which was good news for everybody. And when you hear the team say it's a collective relief, okay, that means they were pressing. These guys don't have all clear minds like they did in 2016. They were trying to make a name for themselves. They got money issues right now. They have injury issues. They got a manager doing his first full season. They have management sending uh, 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 signals that make them not concentrate solely on the baseball game. Uh, are they going to be gone by by All-Star break? Are they going to be traded? Are they going to stick around? These are all things that never went through their head. In 2016, they were baseball players then. Now they've become baseball players with extra added intangibles and baggage. Uh, you got a good uh, ba- a baseball game tonight out west. I mean, this Padres Dodgers uh, you know rivalry already through the first few weeks of baseball. I mean that that was fun stuff last weekend. You get a rematch at Chavez. Not if you were the Padres. Well, that's true. But uh, they did win the last game. They did. They got one in there. They got shut out the second game. They lost that extra inning game. I think they got shut out in the second game. They won the last one. They won three two last night in yes. the pitching matchup tonight. Is a beauty. So I'll be up uh, late watching this one. It's Darvish versus Kershaw, and I don't think I have too strong a feel one way or another. I think I'm just going to sit back and watch what should be a good baseball game. And uh, it's got like a playoff feeling already and it's April, but that series, I think in that battle out West could be fun this year between these two teams. Well, I do know this. I do my reading and I go around the league. They're worried about Tatis in the field. They're not worried about him at the plate, of course. That's interesting. But they're worried about him as far as fielding is concerned. I guess he's been off to a little choppy start. He had like five or six airs already or something, right? Yeah, Yeah. well, that's a a better than a little bit choppy start. Yeah. Uh, But they are worried about him. Look, look. I don't care what level you're playing at. When I played 16 in softball for, for, for four decades, I played shortstop for the most part, and then I switched to pitcher. you got to be able to pick up the baseball. At, at any position, whether it's hardball in high school, 
uh, softball, 12-inch. If you have a shortstop that can't field, you're going to have a little bit of a problem. Now, I think he'll turn it around, but there's no doubt he's more, I guess, reliant on offense, and he might be some baggage on defense. So I don't know what you do with that because they gave him a ton of money and a he ton. better straighten it out. Yeah, I mean, really, he and Lindor, you know, the, the shortstops that got paid, and then there are a few more that will this offseason when we talk about Baez, Seager, oh. Correa. But Lindor and uh, and Tatis, you know, Tatis had the injury that set him back a little bit too, but both off to tough starts. There's no doubt it's interesting. Yeah. I got to tell you, I got a, a respect for a guy, and, you know, we've talked about this, Carm. We had a spirited discussion last week about, you know, maybe, you know, you turn around or maybe you change your mind on something. Uh, I got to tell you, I watched him the other day, and I couldn't stand him for five, six, seven, five years. Couldn't stand him. Then he signed a big deal. And now you don't see him on TV. You don't see commercials. You see him putting up numbers. He knows the organization is the one organization he picked out that says, we're going to pay you this much money. He's decided to lay low. And I love him now. And he plays hard, Bryce Harper. I I knew you were going to say that, Bryce Bryce Harper. Harper. I never liked what he did in Washington. He fought. I mean, when you get in a fight with Max Scherzer in the dugout, (laughs) and you're fighting... he no, was it was Pap- wasn't fights. it Papelbon? Was it? I think it was Jonathan Papelbon, right? It was. I think. Yeah, but see, Scherzer was with Papelbon. Maybe you're right. You might be yeah, right about they were, that. They were. They were off running them. I'm going. Wait a minute. They didn't win anything with this guy. They get rid of him and then they win. Okay, so that just added on to my way of thinking. But now I'm watching a guy that said, "I don't need this limelight. I don't need the aggravation. I have to change my persona," and he's done that. He's grown up. And if you ask me now, where four years ago, I would have said, forget about it. If the Cubs or Sox could get him, I would be the first guy on the bandwagon. I was always hopeful that the Sox would land him. And he's always gotten off to good starts, and it's no different this April. But you're right. I mean, his... You know, he, you don't see him on he's, subway. He's been no, yeah. You might be right about. It. I feel you like don't you see don't see him as much. He was doing AT and T. He was in the on deck circle, and and I'm saying to myself, half his teammates can't stand him. And, and they're not winning anything. This when he was with the Nationals. He goes to the Phillies. They yeah. said, this is what we're giving you. We need you. And he he's goes, been good. He's been great. Yeah, and he's having a good year again. And this you know, year, right. so I want to stand up and say, you know what? Good for him, man. All right, when we come back, uh, our buddy Luke Pergandy from PropSwap. Oh, yeah. Prop. Yeah, it's money you make. I, I bought a futures ticket this week. We will Uh-oh. talk about it with Luke uh, when we come back. So don't go anywhere. we got a ton to do. We'll give you some best plays. A lot of good NBA tonight. i got some feelings on a few of the NBA yeah. games coming up later today. So plenty to talk about. Mike and I rolling along. It's the Odds Couple on the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Back inside The Odds Couple, it's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. We are presented by PropSwap, podcast up on the ESPN Chicago app on full replay Saturday morning before the hockey show, 8 until 9 on ESPN 1000. And Mike, it's time to say hello to one of the founding partners of PropSwap, our good buddy who joins us every week, Luke Pergandy. Oh, Carl Maloney walking through that. What's up, guys? <laughs> What's up, Luke? How are you, buddy? Good. 
It's the weekend. I'm happy. That's right. Yeah. I love it. Mike says Carl Malone's not walking through that door. There's a Jazz uh, to win the West ticket that has been uh, put up on the site. Is that right at PropSwap.com? Yeah. So Western Conference leading Jazz. They're currently leading the Phoenix Suns. Who thought we'd be saying that sentence oh and, uh, with three weeks left to go in the NBA season? But we are. Um, it is priced at odds of plus 425 for the conference leading Jazz. So it costs yeah. you 990 bucks. And it will pay over five thousand wow. dollars if they hold on to this. Yeah, and they're really, you know most places they're about three and a half to one. So you're definitely getting the best of the odds right now on that, Luke. Yeah, I mean, great number. Um, you know, obviously the injury ridden Lakers are done. They're nine backs. That's not happening. Even the Nuggets are five and a half back. That's probably not happening as well. Clippers are three back. They're hot and cold this season. I mean, it's it's the Jazz's to lose. So if you can get odds of plus four twenty five. Um, and I see a bid on it. So the price is 990. The bid is 600. It's a pretty big gap between the ask and the bid. So throw a bid out for 650. If you get that price, you're getting almost odds of plus 570 on a team that's two games in front of everyone. Yeah, I got a statement to make first, and then I got uh, something about uh, what the odds that I'm seeing. First of all, uh, people have been stealing from me for years. But we all got a taste last week when Friday night uh, we talked about Steph Curry being the MVP. Huh. And, and uh, we all chipped in and said, Luke said it's not fair. I said, how can Steph Curry not be the MVP? Uh, Carm says we could get odds. And then all of a sudden, Tuesday, I start seeing everybody else going, hey, how about Steph Curry for MVP? Or Monday it started. Uh, what has changed with that number one, Luke? And then I want to uh, follow up with a quick coach of the year type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So he's now in third place. Mm-hmm. You still got Jokic and Embiid at one and two. <laughs> I, I William Hill right now. Jokic is minus four fifty. Mm. Yep. Crazy. Um, and, then, and then Curry's so, playing them tonight. Yes, that's right. That is tonight's match. And I think he might be on a mission. So I mean, I think he's like we said. Karen brought it up last week. He doesn't have enough games left, maybe. And he had a stinker the other night. Yeah, but you know, it. you have one stinker out of eleven games, where you're averaging forty points. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He's been amazing. Yeah. No, that that's a great point. And obviously, with Prasad, if you would have got him at a hundred to one odds, mm-hmm. which is what he was about a month ago, now he's sitting at odds of seventeen to one. Oh. Is Steph Curry? Turn a hundred bucks into five hundred bucks, and you're out. Right. I want to ask you real quick, uh, Thibodeau, I mean, uh, there's cheerleaders for him coming out of New York. Uh, they're six games above 500, but they're in the East. But still, I mean, the Knicks being in the playoffs, I guess, is a monumental thing, even though they'll be a fourth, a fourth seed. But I can't believe people are want him to win, and I love Tibbs, with Quinn Snyder. who I mean, really, who picked Utah? To win the West, and the West is the yeah. tougher st- The West is the tougher conference, is it not? Yes, yes, of course. So, yeah, what do you think? I, agree I with mean, you. are they going to um, try? Is Thibodeau yeah. got a shot? He's got a shot. Uh, I agree with you. I would go Quinn Snyder for these things. Like the whole these whole awards that aren't the MVP, even MVP, just has such a bias because yeah. it's voted on by writers and um, and they all have such biases. So. Uh, I don't know how you solve it, but it's true with, you know, NFL coach of the year and most improved player, like emotions are way more valuable than actual statistics in these awards. So I, I agree with you. Um, but 
we got to figure out how to remove this bias somehow. So, but I get it. Uh, Quinn, Quinn Snyder should be a lock. I, 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 don't, I don't care if the it's the New York's basketball team. Who cares? Well, yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with right? like for t- what Tibbs has working in his favor. And look, they're a great story. They've won eight in a row. Like mm-hmm. Tibbs has them playing oh, well. Yeah. But the New York thing helps. And and uh, as much as Quinn Snyder, I don't even know who's the favorite in this. To be honest, uh, full disclosure, I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the latest. Quinn Snyder odds. is the favorite. Is he I the believe. favorite? I yeah. mean, if I'm voting, I'm voting for uh, Monty Williams. I mean, Luke even hit it on the head. Who thought the Suns would be 42 and 17, two games out of the West? I'm voting yeah. for Monty Williams if I had a vote. You know what though? They, they the Clippers are starting to ruin their role because a lot of people yeah. thought Phoenix was going to end up winning that thing. Yeah. And I think they, they I mean, the Clippers but have I mean, really stolen some for, thunder. But you're 42 right. 42 and 17 for the I Suns, know. right? I know. Like, yeah. But they don't get yeah. the kind of love that Tibbs is going to get in New York. I think it's a good point. Agreed. Yeah. It's a, yeah. No, you're right. And, uh, you know, I, a little bit of, of uh, attribute is going to Chris Paul, right? Because he's kind of what's changed right. out That's in true. Phoenix. That's true. Um, but, yeah, I just pulled up the odds. Quinn Snyder, minus 133. Monty Williams, minus 105. Okay. Mm. So it's a little so close, that, yeah. Yeah. Thibodeau at uh, five to one. So neck and neck between Monty Williams and Quinn Snyder. That's a good point, Carl. Good stuff. All right, last thing. Uh, we talk about buying these tickets and then selling at the right time. And I think we even maybe mentioned last Friday when we were together, guys, about Corbin Burns. He did it again in a start since then. Corbin Burns is the only player since 1893, not 1993, 1893 to have a four-game stretch in big league baseball with 40 strikeouts and no walks. His odds have, you know, you probably already missed the boat a little bit. He's down to six to one. I bought the ticket, Luke. And so now I'm just hoping for maybe a few good starts here again. And if he can get close to DeGrom and maybe be two to one favorite or something like that, I could look to sell it. Uh, I mean, that's got to be the idea here with the the kind of start that Corbin Burns is off to, right? Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Um, You know, obviously the Cubs shellacking the Mets this this week is is not going to hurt your cause there with Burns. So. Um. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, I, I didn't realize you bought that ticket. Well, well done, Carm. <laughs> I bought it. I bought. I bought a ticket. Now I'm just going to hope to sell it. So we'll see. Luke, have a great weekend, buddy, and uh, we'll talk to you again next Luke's week. Luke's going to be paying out Corbin Burns. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, boys. Have a good week. See you, buddy. All right, Bill. Uh, that's our guy, Luke Pergandy at Luke Pergandy. That's not a feat to me. That he struck an out forty and walked none. That's uh, an indictment on the game. Well, Mike, it's a hundred and. That tells you something. Well, everybody's striking out, though. And I give him, he's the best of the best. But, my God, they can't even hit the ball anymore. Yeah, I got to tell you, Carm, what has the analytics really done for the game besides screw it up? I mean, seriously, I know Oakland's having their day. Houston had to use garbage cans at the end. They, they, (laughs) they, They tried to pretend it was all analytics. But the game... Right now, the batting averages and everything else. I'm trying to figure out how analytics, according to the geeks and nerds of baseball and a lot of the writers, has made the game better because it isn't. It might not be better. I, I, as much might as not. I, I'm an analytic guy, and I don't know that I could argue against that. No. Like, I think that teams have gotten smart, and like the teams that I cheer for, I want them to apply those things because I think it helps in wins and losses, but I don't think it's made the product no. better. I would agree with you there. I, I, I just think the product is suffering right now. We'll see what happens with it. I'd like to see more balls in play. You're not seeing a lot of things you used to see, right, right. suicide squeezes, bunts, hitting the other way. I mean, I mean, these guys that are shifted, the fact that you don't spend every day of your offseason learning to bunt down the third baseline, 
when you're a hitter that constantly hits the ball hard, but there's four guys on one side practically of baseball, of, of the infield, is beyond me. It's yeah. beyond me. Isn't it? It's I mean, de- why it, wouldn't yeah. you bunt? It's definitely taken the action away. Oh, I, my I, God. I, I agree with your sentiment there. I do. Well, I'll give you one, Carm. How about how everybody's saying the game is boring? Okay. You know who made the game boring? The media. You know why? You know who loves the 10 inning game, Carm? <laughs> the media. They don't have to stay till 2 in the morning. I used to listen to my old buddy George Hoffman in the 90s. <laughs> oh, I got home at 11 o'clock last night, Pappy. I said, that's when I was going out. What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, you were just starting. <laughs> I was just getting rolling. You're going to, yeah. and, 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 and all the reporters cried about always the length of the game. So they're back in that. They've taken. Uh, the the managerial fighting out of baseball. They got they they're defense attorneys now. They took out the play at second base. They also took out collisions at home plate. They got yeah. netting all over the place. And then the same people that had all that taken away are going. Boy, the game's boring. Well, who made it boring? You took the best stuff out of it, the, didn't you? The media definitely didn't like like the the thirteen fourteen inning games. Oh, There's no doubt. I've covered some David of those. David Schuster. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> I, I I got them all. Greenberg. Yeah, I know. Ask yeah. Mike Greenberg. I, I believe me. I was in the press box for some of those over the years. Oh and God! They, I can't believe it. It's ten thirty. But, but you know, I mean, I, I because of the way. And again, this goes back to like, well, maybe the game's not better, but because of the high bullpen usage and starters don't go as long, oh, you know, like team, like the executives. Don't, Jed Hoyer flat out told Yurk and me a couple of years ago. He was like, yeah. he goes, I know it doesn't sit well with old school baseball people, but he said the worst thing for us is 12, 13, Then why did Tony LaRusso, why did they have to put a, a, a rule and you got to keep the relief pitchers out there for at least three hitters? Well, and Jed Hoyer wants to move the mound back. So you know what? I, I'm trying I to balance it out. Yeah, <laughs> I try to take things with a grain of salt with Jed. Look, all I'm going to say is the game is boring. And you know what? The, the AAU rule of 10 innings, that's where it came from. I don't know if I've said this on this show, but uh, when you have 80 teams on a weekend tournament, and yeah. I think Randy could jump in on this. Yeah, his son's I am. You really. cannot have extra inning ball games. No. So a lot of these little leagues, pony leagues, whatever leagues, AAU, am I right, Randy? They play the 10 inning rule, especially when you have a weekend and you have 80 teams. Yeah, we, we just ran into a problem last weekend where we ran out of pitching in our tournament. We were up 4-1 mm-hmm. in the bottom of the sixth inning, and we just ran out. I mean, we lost 5-4. you run out of pitching? Why don't you just have the starter pitch low game? Well, you, you can only well, – you, yeah, Mike, you, you got a limit on the Kids on the throw pitches. 65 pitches, their arms start hurting. Yeah. And, and yeah. when you play four games in three days, right. like, kids just – they you got to watch their arms. They're 14. Yeah, yeah you I get I mean, you. I it's, get it's you. So that's why. That, you might, See, I'd be a bad that. coach. Yeah. I'd go get back out there. <laughs> like it. The seven. Rub I, some dirt on it. I would show him a picture of Fergie Jenkins. <laughs> Said he pitched full, full, full Little League games. Show Nolan Ryan be like, he pitched 300 innings. Don't worry about it. I, I, I don't think Nolan Ryan would allow a manager, even when he was 11, to take the ball out of his <laughs> hand. Maybe did. I'm wrong. He probably didn't. Here comes Randy to take the ball out of Nolan Ryan. Hey, but you got to. now. I mean, even my son's age, they tell, you know, Little League of America. America has told us you've got to watch. Like okay. even those kids have a pitch. Limit. Okay, which one of those little leaguers resembles the guys we watch on TV every None night? Of them. That should be adult enough to be able to play uh, a, a certain amount of innings, our no kids, matter our, what. Our kids aren't allowed to throw more than seventy-five, and they have to have four days off. Before I'm they good throw with again. that, but they're t- how old are your kids? Nine. We're, we're Giovanni's nine. nine. Uh, yes, exactly. Okay, Giolito's yeah. not nine. No, no, no. I know. If anything, it might even be a little. I mean, Degrom, seventy-five pitches. No, your yeah. little leaguers are pitching as many pitches as he pitched when he first came out. <laughs> I know. Randy, Randy's Randy's kids are throwing as many pitches as as, as DeGrom was two weeks ago. It's like six innings and gets to the Come bullpen. On. 
All right, when we come back, we got a lot of good NBA, actually, for oh. tonight. And, you know, Mike talked about Steph Curry. I want to circle back. There's a prop yes. bet tonight. I got burned by this prop bet on Wednesday when they laid an egg in Washington. I want to talk to Mike about that Believe coming up. Me, you don't know about being burned. Let's, I'll talk about some NBA stuff. We'll find out when we come back yeah. next. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to The Odds Couple. Friday night at 6 with a replay Saturday morning at 8 on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Back inside the Odds Couple, it's Carmen Falco and Mike Hit us up on Twitter, uh, especially Mike, who's always giving out free picks. These yeah. picks are free. You don't have to pay for them at yeah, North yippee. to North. Yeah. You know what? When you have a bad week, though, like well. I am, being batted around, you know, I mean, basically, the last two days. They come out of the woodwork. Huh? I'm Tommy. I'm, I, I'm No, I'm Billy Bats and Goodfellas. I'm barely alive in the trunk. Okay? Tommy, so no. I, Tommy, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I think at the end of that, when you're in the trunk, yeah. I think the begging part should be over with. I think so, too. Yeah, so yeah, all yeah. I'm going to say is that uh, I, I said I'm not going to bet baseball anymore i'm not Take and i'm break. not betting because here's what i got i figured out all my stats from everything this year in hockey honest to god with the puck line i'm 65 percent mm-hmm. okay this year in football as everybody knows i was 63 percent this year in the ncaa i was 57 percent but this year in the nba and this is why people know i don't lie i'm 44 percent and in major league baseball 43 percent then i figured it out the system isn't isn't up for the changes. My system never worried about if Damian Lillard was playing tonight or if Porzingis, after a 30-15 and 15 game, sat out the next night. So I take these games, and then I find out Damian Lillard's not playing. Loss. McCullough's the, there with about three guys I never heard of. And then the same thing goes with uh, with with the other game with Porzingis, where it was, uh, uh, you know, Donich and, and and a band of misfits. Yeah. So it's not fair, time They're getting the lines up late in the NBA. You don't know who's playing. You don't until uh, really late, and nobody's talking about it. But the gamblers are starting to stay away from those games a little bit, even though I want to bet them. Yeah, it does add a wrinkle to your handicapping. Like a My good, God. A, a good example is. Celtics Nets tonight. Okay, now like KD could be coming back. I think yeah. it's pretty good likely that it could. And I kind of like I look at the Celtics now. They're playing the second of a back to back. They won last night. They beat the Suns. They're getting four. But and who half. are they playing against? They played the Suns last night. I know, but without Harden, maybe right. or without well, this guy or that guy. Well, well, and you know, like as much as I want to make a case tonight for the Celtics, yeah. what scares me is that Kemba Walker hasn't played the second leg of a back-to-back yet this season because they're trying to take care of his knee. He might sit out tonight, And that's what I mean. Like, he played great last night. He had 32. And if he plays tonight, I think, like, there's a good argument to be made for taking the Celtics in the points. But you don't know. You don't know. And I can't So you have to be careful. I've never. You've heard me say this. Everybody has. I became successful. Not I, 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 I've told Carmen a hundred times, I don't know who's on. Who is that guy? I don't know. Who, I, how did I pick this team? How could you do that? They don't have this guy available. They, I never had to go through this stuff. Never. Yeah. You knew who was going to play. And when I hear players in sports say, oh, my God, life's so unfair. 
and then I see him sitting around making $30 million, not even putting in a hard day's work. It makes me sick. I'm sorry. That's just the way I feel. So I have stayed away from You know what the most reliable bet in sports is? The NHL. Mm. Don't tell me NBA athletes are men. And oh, then they that, are. because I'll tell you about the NHL. They're men. I mean, any now oh, NHL please. might be a, that might be its own They're unique. They're taking off for injury management. That's not come on. The NHL, you don't see it as much. It is true. As much they played the other night and watch a guy dislocated the shoulder. I mean, these <laughs> right guys are in. insane. They're nuts. No, now, the NHL is nobody can even compare the NBA players to the NHL when it comes to toughness. Can't. Now uh, we were talking about Steph. So I got yes. burned by the. Uh, I got burned by the Steph Curry prop bet of uh, over under his threes. You know, five so, and a half I mean, again. It was so, Mike. On Wednesday, it was seven. This will tell you the kind of the kind of ridiculous zone that this guy is in. <laughs> I know it's seven, and so points bet. Well, I use points bet, and they had a boost up, which you like. You know, I like the boost, and it's a good way for them to kind of sure. to suck you in. Keep I, interest, I, but yeah, keep interest. They had a boost up where they boosted it to like plus one forty, and I'm like, God, oh, the kind of zone he's in right now. I'm going to take it. Of course. He had one of his worst games, uh, yeah. uh, but you can't even blame the guy. He's been so unbelievable. I think he only was like two for ten from distance. Well, tonight, six plus threes, and it's plus one ten. I mean, they, you know, like the kind of zone this guy's in. You're only getting plus one ten on your money, and they're saying six or more threes. That's the kind of zone Steph Curry has been uh, in. The I last brought him up last so. week, and 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 it, it wasn't nobody panned it. You know, I'm I'm hearing he had no shot, and then all of a sudden, by Monday or Tuesday, I'm listening to TV and radio quote our show almost word for word from what we talked about on yes, Friday. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. So it was a beautiful thing, but you know what? Maybe tonight he distributes the ball. Maybe Denver comes out to stop him. And I think that Curry, who's won three championships, is up for the fight against Jokic. I do. Yeah. I, I think a good, that good he's game come tonight. Out. Yeah, I actually have a play. But on I don't that know game about winner. the threes. Yeah, no, I don't. You know, I'm, I, I had some fun with it the other night. I'm not going to bet it again tonight. I just I saw it and I thought, God, the guy's making everything in sight. You know, maybe he's due to have a clunker. But I said I'm going to roll with Steph and the, the the zone he's been in. And when they boosted it up a little bit, I said I'm going to go ahead and take it. But but uh, he is the best he, basketball he, player on the planet. I'm sorry, and I've said it, and I don't care if he's running out of games. If you told me tomorrow that the Bulls could have Steph Curry. Or Jokic or Embiid. And mm-hmm. by the way, Embiid, he missed 18 games. Yeah. And they're state trying to state a case for him. Harden, I remember the people screaming that Harden was MVP after he quit on his team in Houston. So, I mean, I'm glad that that Embiid's the one that's a mystery to me. I mean, that's East Coast bias as far as I'm concerned because I would take Jokic or Curry over Embiid. Well, he, Embiid has been damn good, though. Not you know They lost last night. They lost to Giannis. Well, you can't depend night. on him, though, Carm. He's had injury problems. That's true. It is very, you know, very I mean, true. 18, 19 games, that's a lot of games. It, it is a lot of games. It is not insignificant. I think you're right about that. Uh, good one tonight, too. Portland uh, and the Grizzlies. No Jonas Valanciunas for the Grizzlies. I think that is a huge What's wrong loss. with him? He got a cold? He's got a concussion. He's in oh, concussion protocol. Well, at least that's legit. Yes, he is in concussion protocol. That's legit. Um, I kind of like Portland. A little, little lean for me here on uh, Portland tonight, laying the three points at home. They got two games at home against Memphis this week. Then they go on the road for six. They haven't played well, but I like the scheduling spot here, and I like the fact that uh, they, they they get to play the Grizzlies without Valanciunas. They're trying to hold on to that sixth seed in the West. I don't think they want to be in that seven spot because you have to play the extra game in mm-hmm. that playing tournament. So I got a little bit of a lean on Portland tonight. You know what? Three. Portland is not a bad play. I know that there's a lot of action both ways on Portland right now. Uh, 
I, I'll tell you what. You brought up Boston and Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and I'm shading Brooklyn. Yeah. And I'm afraid, like you said, it, the NBA's hurting themselves by not, you know, people not wanting to bet games because of uh, you don't know. Can't be dependent yeah, on. You might not know. Exactly. And then, and then, uh, Golden State's the shade tonight against Denver. I just take the three-time champ against Jokic. I think this is a he's going up against a different animal in Curry. You know, he's six foot three, a hundred and nothing to put it in the words of Charles Dutton and Rudy. Right. You right. know, and he just nothing. came into the league and changed everything, and 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 has been just a dominant player. I mean. I don't know who you liked beforehand. Were you shading Denver or Golden State? I, I, I like Denver tonight, actually. And but yeah. uh, some of it has to do again with injuries. You know, well, at least like, one of us will win. Yeah, one of us will win. <laughs> I, I, I do. I like the Nuggets a little bit. And look, they're they're four and zero without Murray. Now maybe this uh, at some point here they're going to run into. Are they four and zero with they're, playing Steph? That's no, that the that's true. They're not four and zero playing Steph. I think they that's the last loss, and that was the game that Murray got hurt in. They were playing like yes. ten days ago. They were playing, and that Golden was State. at the end of the game. That that's was the right. Shame. That's right. I watched that game. I felt bad for the kid. I really did. Yeah, that's man. one of so, those where you're like, oh, the, the game was over, right? It was in the final minute. It was kind of a blowout, and he gets hurt. It's so like, last oh. night I go for – so I'm not betting basketball or baseball. I'm betting hockey, right? Yes. Huh. I took the Blues <laughs> on the puck line. They lose 4-2. to two. I, did, I, I fell asleep. And then you ever wake up at 1 and oh, say, yeah. should I check my iPad? Oh, yeah. And no, instead – I, I, I go try to go back to sleep for three hours with the what, what am I seeing? St. Louis blue numbers. Did I win? Did I win? I get up this morning. They lose by two. I've done it before too. Oh I, I wait and I got to check. I look and I check. Hey, right away. have a good day. Why? I just woke up and I saw that I lost last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've scored two in the third to win that game. Absolutely, it made you know what? So so I you know there's no rhyme or reason. I mean, hockey has been gold for me, but last night I got kicked, you know. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Yep. When we come back, Jim Miller's got ponies. Jimmy! And we're a week away from the Derby, plus some best plays. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. On ESPN 1000, or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFelco. We're presented by PropSwap. We're a week away from the Kentucky Derby. Uh, We've got horses this weekend we can bet on, though. And, of course, uh, whenever we need an expert opinion, we turn to our guy from Hawthorne Racecourse. He is at Hawthorne Gym on Twitter. And he joins us every week for plays uh, on the ponies, Jim Miller. Jimmy! Gentlemen, I'll tell you, it's it's crazy to think we're a week away from Derby. And it is such a wide-open Derby. We've been talking about it all along. I know we're going to take an in-depth look at it next week. But it's still amazing how horses are kind of falling by the wayside. Concert Tour, a horse we were talking about just a week ago, this is a horse that they're deciding to skip the Kentucky Derby and go to the Preakness with. So another one of those top contenders off the Derby trail and wow. just makes for a, a much more wide-open race. Who will be the favorite, Jimmy? Uh, Essential Quality will be the favorite for sure. This is the undefeated horse who was the, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile winner last fall. It's the horse that won the Bluegrass, a horse that, that should be very tough. But after that, Good luck finding the second choice because it might be six or seven to one for your second choice. Wow. You know, I heard about how quick the turnaround was for the Masters, but these were human beings and they knew that it was in their head. Uh, any complaints from the horses in the stalls about the turnaround <laughs> with the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> you know what? The, it, here's the thing that is crazy. 
it's more or less what you're doing about how soon you get sure. the Churchill Downs now. And what you've seen every year is earlier and earlier, these horses, after those preps, want to get to Kentucky, want to get a work over that racetrack and get acclimated. And then you'll get a handful of horses that won't come in until a few days prior. So it really is kind of dependent on the racehorse. But you're seeing all these final workouts, and a lot of them now are taking place over that Churchill Downs racetrack. And, guys, I'll tell you this. There are people that are going to get crazy over one workout. Mm. The, the advice I would give to you, look at what this horse has done for its body of work during its races more than what well, you see in one morning well, workout. What I would That's ask really going to guide you to the best horse. Real quick, because we hear about the you know, off-season conditioning for athletes and the, the union went the bat for them and everything else. If the horses were allowed to complain about one thing involving their lives as horses, what would it be? Probably that they're not out of their stalls enough. Yeah. Uh, the, the best thing for a racehorse actually is to just kind of go out there in a pasture every once in a while and it's one of the weird things that you see and you'll notice if you're on the back stretch of a racetrack every morning is there's people that their job is they're they're a hot walker their yeah. job is to basically take the horse for a walk each and every day and all they do is walk loops around that barn to get the horse out of the stall to get the horse just moving around a little bit a lot of your better trainers will do it twice during the day too they'll do it in the morning and do it in the afternoon but, yeah, it, it can probably become a little monotonous for these horses. And, and I'll tell you, you see these horses that freshen up, go out to a pasture for just, say, a couple months and are just kind of turned loose, and then they come back, and then they're really ready to roll. Jimmy, uh, before we get to some picks, uh, one final thoroughbred uh, weekend at Hawthorne yep. this weekend, right before the harness meet in a couple of weeks. I love harness. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it, it's weird. We are the only track left in the United States that does a conversion from a thoroughbred track to a harness track. Wow. Everybody else is one breed or another. And the massive undertaking that it is, you have to remove the, every single piece of dirt off that oval. And it's a, it's a full mile oval. You take that, remove that, have to remove all the rails, Make sure everything is perfectly uniform for that limestone base and find a place to store all this dirt, too. Our crews do it in basically 72 hours. So the amount of turnover is insane for how quickly it's done. It's a cool thing to see if you're coming out to Hawthorne, even just for simulcast wagering. You can check out what they're doing on the racetrack, too. Awesome. All right, Jimmy, what do we like for the weekend? All right, so we got three races. They're all stakes at different tracks. We're going to Oaklawn Park first, race number 10. This is a $200,000 bachelor. It's three-year-old sprinting, and look to the four-horse Jackson Traveler. Bet this one to win in place. Horse had a big effort over the track in its first start of the meet last out and should be really tough. Then go to Pimlico, the place that's going to host the Preakness. Race number 10 is the Federico Tessio. This is a Preakness prep. Look to the eight-horse. May the horse be with you. Mm -hmm. Bet it across the board. Has speed with an outside post, but if the horse can clear, should be very tough. And then go to Santa Anita, race eight. This is the grade two Santa Margarita. Bet the four-horse Harvest Moon to win in place. This was the horse that was fourth in the Breeders' Cup distaff last year and should be really tough. All right, Oak Lawn, the 10th race, the four-horse to win in place. Pimlico in Baltimore, the 10th race, eight-horse there across the board. I love the name on that one, too. Uh, and then Santa Anita, the eighth race, the four-horse win in place. Is that right? That's right, boys. Let's build right. up the bankroll for Derby. Uh, you know, you just nailed it. Let's do it. We'll talk to you about the Derby next weekend. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, all right, guys. Jimmy! He's our guy, Jim Miller. Yes, Oh, indeed. the days of Maywood. Duke Johnston, <laughs> all my buddies out there. Business. We did nothing but business. And then I'd go to the races every Tuesday and, you know, maybe stop over at Gene and Jude's or the batting cages. There you go. By Kitty Land. Are you kidding me? I longed to ride on the Kitty Land roller coaster. I loved it as a kid. Yeah, uh, when I got, I actually felt bad. I, I used to go to the one that was in uh, Lincoln Village, or not Lincoln Village, Lincoln, um, Lincoln Avenue by uh, the Bunny Hutch. Used to go to Kitty Land over there, and 
my God, the batting cages. Oh, those were good times, man. Absolutely, they really were. Man. The batting cages as a kid, so much fun. Oh. And Kitty Land was a treat. And there's a Costco there now. Uh, where Kittyland yeah, once that's, was. That's, that's Ooh, terrible. It's terrible, right? I mean, I that's love Costco, so but oh my God. I mean, but Riverview, Western of Belmont, I mean, the one of the greatest amusement parks ever. You go there now, it's a mall. So it was right by Lane Tech, and uh, that, that closed in 68. So Oh, uh, wow, is that right? Right by Lane Tech? They were right next door. I don't think I knew that. I used you to were look- in school. If you went to Lane, you looked out and there were kids on roller coasters. Boy, I did not know. I didn't realize. You know, Absolutely. I lived in that neighborhood. The, the, I, I lived close to Lane Tech. When go, I was- and you look it up on. Randy's probably looking it up now because he's he's a student <laughs> of Chicago history. Of course he is. And uh, uh, Riverview was the best. But, wow. uh, you know, there was a lot of cool things. And then 68 it closed. But they had the most terrifying rise. People, there were people. We went on the parachute ride. It was 200 feet up. Yeah. I mean, basically, you sat on a board with a little strap. <laughs> 200 feet up? Oh, yeah. God. You could look it up that's, right now. That's awesome. People are know. reminiscing right now. The older folks that are listening to our show, and we have all ages, denominations. Wow. You know, the odds couple America's gift to America. That's right. Bringing Americans together, that's what we do. That's what we do. I mean, that, I mean, bottom line is, and, and also, I just want to say, I was serious. The turnaround for the Kentucky Derby seems more insane than the humans having to turn around for the Masters, doesn't well, it? Well, then they turn around like in what is it? It's two weeks between the Derby and Pimlico, right? I mean, it's a quick turnaround, and then three between the Belmont because that's they the gotta longer. run them horses. I got a puppy Lotto. They're yeah. telling me you gotta run them. The horses stay in the stall. You gotta run them. You're right. Let me tell you something. I would rather. This is the truth. Raising a puppy at at, at mine and BB's age. Believe me, I could only think of a couple other things that I would not be. I, we're good at that, but I mean, it's about as monumental as going up against you in the who's a better looking guy contest <laughs> or Yurko trying to get by him at, on a block. I mean, seriously. Good luck, right? Yeah. How about when you raise Vigo? Yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's, uh, listen. <laughs> it's no joke. My man. guy's like a Mater D for 23 and a half hours. I mean, it's no, yeah, he right. He goes, here's my card. And then the, the other half hour, he's swinging from a rope. Exactly. Same it's thing with our dog. I know. Yep. All right, let's give some best plays before we're out of here. I already told everybody, I, you know, Mike and I are on the opposite side on this one, but that's okay. I, yeah, I, I like care. Denver tonight uh, on the road minus Believe me, that should Oakland. be comforting to you. I'm on the opposite side this week. <laughs> I don't know. I don't ever like being on the opposite side of you. Believe me. So I kind of like Denver. What else do you like, Mike? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Wilds playing who tonight? The uh, Kings. The L.A. Kings. People have them giving up everything else. Well, yeah, they might not win. They just have to lose by – like one or one because I'm going to take the uh, puck line plus the one and a half at minus 170 and the LA Kings it's a late game yes. and hey you could fade us I don't want to hear over hey Mike it was one and a half units I don't play that game because Carmen knows this there are people that give out units they'll go one unit on three plays in a row lose them all and then take a chance on the fourth play and go four units and, and where other people are getting their brains beat in with the first three. And they'll say, hey, look, we were up plus one unit after four games. We don't play the unit game. It's either wins or losses. All right, so Mike likes uh, the puck line tonight for yes. the Kings. Uh, and I also like, I'll give one baseball game. Uh, the Astros, anywhere up to about minus 140. I'll cap it at that for everybody. But okay. I like the Astros money line at home against the Angels, who have kind of slumped here a little bit as of late. And Trout might be out of the lineup after taking a fastball off of his elbow last night. Uh, Andrew Heaney's going for the Angels, and uh, much like the White Sox, the Astros pound left-handed starters and left-handed pitchers. They've been so. struggling, though. They have. They're getting a little healthy after the COVID uh, mess, though, and they won last night. So I'm going to go ahead and Time for Joe to bring some giraffe or something Astros. into the locker room. Oh, yeah, the Angels might need to. You're right, absolutely. <laughs> 
So there you go. There are the plays, everybody. Uh, enjoy the night. Enjoy the weekend. And then uh, we got Derby and all kinds of fun stuff next Friday when we're back with you. Thanks to Randy Merkin and to Tyler Aki. Great job, uh, as always. And uh, we appreciate the contributions from uh, Jim Miller and Luke Pergandy. And have a good weekend. All right, Mikey? Hey, buddy. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.